0: You're listening to the Lifetree Community Church Podcast, recorded on Sundays in Robinsville, New Jersey. Our goal is to help you grow from root to fruit. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here. I invite you to turn to Exodus chapter 25 in there. Uh, we're going to continue our series this week on the tabernacle, um, and, uh, and God is here. I'm um, just going to read a short verse there uh, as you're turning, so you don't have to worry about getting there in a hurry. But uh, Exodus 25.8 says, have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. This was sort of God's, uh, voice to, to the, uh, nation of Israel. He said, hey listen, I want I want a home among you. If you remember, they lived in these tents. He said, I want to be right in the middle with you. I want to live among my people. And, uh, so we called the series God is Here, and, uh, we're studying the big rectangle that they called the Tabernacle. And I think we've got a picture of it, of it here. Uh, there it is, and uh, so you can see this is big rectangle, and in there you've got three separate rooms, and in the three separate rooms are six total elements. We've been going through them. So the first was the outer courtyard, and in that outer courts there was an altar with burnt offerings, and then there was a wash basin, which they called a laver. So there was a gateway into there. Everybody could go in that room, if you remember, everybody was allowed to come in there. And they would bring their sheep or their goats or their pigeons or their grain or whatever and pre- present an offering, and then. Then then they they would wash, and then this next room was called the Holy Place. Only the priests were allowed to go in there. We talked about this last week. They would go in there, and there were three things in there. There was this table of uh, showbread, there was a menorah, like a a lampstand, and then an altar with incense, and then there was a curtain. And this was now the Holy of Holies, only the high priests. Just, Just one. One high priest once a year would go in there, and in there would be the Ark of the Covenant. And uh, so you can kind of see there's this progression through and each week we're kind of studying that going, OK, if God's house tells us something about God, what are we learning about him here? And what is he revealing about himself? And so we, we talked about each one uh, each and every week, uh, week one, again, the, those outer courtyards, right, It says enter his gates with thanksgiving. And enter his courts with praise. That This whole series is really about worship, about Jesus being the center of our worship. That as you come into the outer courtyards, the entrance is done with thanksgiving and praise. You come through that gate with thanksgiving and praise. You've never been more home than you are in God's presence. And then we began to look at that altar burnt offerings. The altar was costly, right? It was impossible. And we talked about sacrificing your pet dogs. And what if you had to bring your pet every time and just kill another pet every time you screwed up? Right? Would that, that would just be absolutely awful? Right? I mean, just think about, and it said, the fire never went out. They continued to offer sacrifice after sacrifice. Right? Under the old covenant, the priest stood and ministered before the altar day after day after day, burnt sacrifice after sacrifice, again and again and again. It could never take away their sins, but Jesus came and laid himself on that altar and said, I will be the sacrifice once for all time, no more. Right? So we begin to see how Jesus fulfills, right? He says, I am the gate. And he says, I am the sacrifice. And then the bronze labor, we, you know, we, he washes us. We get the grime of our day off us. You know, how do you stay clean in a dirty world? You wash often. That's how you do it. You wash. And Jesus says, let me do that. I will wash you. I'll keep, I'll wash you clean. Right? So we, we, then you get the bronze labor. Then you get through that doorway. Last week we talked about the holy place. Only the priests had access to God. And that Jesus became the perfect high priest. Right? Only the priest could get there. You couldn't get in there. None of us could get in there. Only the priests. But Jesus says, I am the priest. So He walks in there. He says He became the perfect high priest. And not only did He come in, He says, and now I'm going to turn around and invite you. And we are royal priests. If you remember, I gave everybody jewels last week. You carry these around. I'm a royal priest. of The Lord of Heaven's armies. Right? And He says, I can lead people into His presence. I've I've actually found this one to be a a strong reminder for me this week. I don't know if it's it's been that, that way for you. But we belong in the presence of God. We can lead people. So this week, we're going to get to the table of showbread. Look at that. Showbread. Right? Who doesn't love bread? Come on. You know? Bread is a staple of life. It was Robert Browning who said, if you have tasted a crust of bread, you've tasted all the stars and all the heavens. Right? Bread, like is the best stuff on the planet, right? If you don't like bread, I don't know if we can be friends. Right? I mean donuts are made of bread, right? Like cake is made of bread. Like I just I love bread. Right? And as you walked into that holy place, you would be greeted by the smell of fresh baked bread just sitting on that table. Like so just think about that. Imagine walking in. I mean, close your eyes. Close your eyes, everybody close your eyes. Can you imagine just walking into the, into that tabernacle? You know you walk to that you know, you got the barbecue, you walk past, and now you walk through that door. The first you ever walk into a bakery, and that smell, you know, like I said, smell of bread. Oh man, some, some warm bread. Maybe a, a crust on the outside, soft on the inside. It just, it makes me love God so much more to know that He demanded that bread be in His house. I mean, come on, think about that. He said there has to be bread on the tabernacle that's my kind of guy, right? God, we we're speaking the same way. I think it would really help us all be in a, like, be get in the mood if we actually had a piece of bread right now. I mean, right? So, ushers, can you just come forward? We've got bread from Dolce and Clemente, so we, we got some bread for everybody. So we're just going to pass out just a piece of bread to everybody. Come on. So here we go. And uh, if you don't want any, you don't have to. We won't judge just a little bit. But you don't have to. Um, it's just some Italian bread from Dolce's. So uh, Fresh cut this morning, so uh, help yourself. It'll kind of get you in the mood a little bit. And, uh, as you're, as you're experiencing the bread of the presence of God, uh, just, I'm gonna read actually this chapter 25. It'll be on the screen as well. So you can listen along as you're, as you're enjoying the bread. And it says this. God, this is God's instructions regarding that table. It says, make a table of acacia wood, 36 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 27 inches high. So really that's like a three foot long table, right? Three foot long. Go back for a minute yeah three foot three feet long, um, only about a foot and a half wide, right like it's not it 's not a very big table i mean we 're talking like you know just just a little table, just 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 a simple table, right okay, next verse it says, and overlay this wooden table with pure gold and run a gold molding around the edge. Listen the bread, the bread gets gold. I mean this is right decorate it with a three inch border all around and run a gold molding. Along, I think we should all have bread tables in our houses. Like just a golden table. Oh, that's the bread table. Right? I mean, elevating bread here. Make four gold rings for the table. And attach them at the four corners next to the legs. So you've got rings now so that they could insert poles. So attach the rings near the border to hold the poles. But usually, about this table probably pretty heavy. Now it's wooden. Now overlaid with gold. Right? And they, they didn't touch it. So they would put these poles through the, whole, the rings. And they would carry it. So two on each side. Uh, are you bringing me one? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'll take a piece. Thank you very much. Um, I will try not to eat it right in front of everybody right now because it will be a little awkward, but I will eat it. Um, so then you make these poles from acacia wood. Overlay them with gold. So even the, gold, even the poles are made of gold. Verse 29 says, Make special containers of pure gold for the table. Bowls, ladles, pitchers, and jars to be used in pouring out liquid offerings. So, I mean, they, this table was set, right? It was awesome. And then here we get to verse 30, and this is what it says. Place the bread of the presence on the table to remain before me at all times. That, that phrase just jumped out at me. Place the bread of the presence. Think about that. Bread of the presence. There was always to be bread on that table. Always. Every time you walked in the tabernacle, there was bread on the table. There was never a time you walked in, and there wasn't bread on the table. Listen, I don't know about you guys, but like, when I went to my grandmother's house growing up, there was always Eneman's crumb cake on top of the fridge. Didn't matter whenever, there was always a crumb cake on top of that fridge. And every time you went to, to Pop-Up and Mima's house, there would be a crumb cake sitting on top of that fridge. Always. Like, it, it was never not crumb cake. On top, and it was always had to be enemas. And don't forget, any you know, not, none of this like, you know, the, the thicker stuff. No, he was just a simple, regular enemas crumb cake. He would have probably two of those a week. There were always, and he's passed that on to me. Like I, I, I get, I come by it honestly. Um, the bread of the presence is always there. It's always there. God is always ready with bread. He's never caught empty handed. He's never not there. You'll never catch God off duty. The presence of God, that bread, is always, his, it symbolizes his presence. Right? He shows up. You know, there are some people in your life when food appears, somehow they appear. Like, I don't know how that happens. They're disappearing. I can't find my kids. I, all of a sudden, I, you know, you open a bag of chips and, hmm? Hmm? Right? I and mean, then when our kids were younger, they would say, that, you know, some. Some? 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 Or we did a sign language? Right? More? More? This was more. You know, if we did for, you know, some of of you, I don't know if you know that, you give kids sign language to, to communicate before words, and this was always more. But God says He's always there. The bread is always there. The presence always on the table. It symbolizes that God's presence is always there. Psalms tells us that He who watches over Israel never sleeps. Never slumbers. He's ever present. Psalm 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I go down to the depths, you're there. If I rise in the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Every time you enter God's presence, there's bread on the table. He's always there. Always there. The bread of the presence is waiting for you. But later we begin to discover some more about the bread. Leviticus chapter 24, verse 5. It'll be on the screen as well. If you don't have to feel like you have to turn there. And he says this, You must bake 12 flat loaves of bread from choice flour. I mean, come on. This is good bread, right? Using four quarts of flour for each loaf. Place the bread before the Lord on that pure gold table and arrange the loaves in two stacks with six loaves in each stack put some pure frankincense near each stack to serve as a representative offering a special gift presented to the Lord and now this every sabbath day this bread must be laid out before the Lord as a gift from the Israelites it is an ongoing expression of the eternal covenant the loaves of bread will belong to Aaron remember he was the priest's priestly family will belong to Aaron and his descendants who must eat them in a sacred place listen i hope you eat your bread in sacred places Everywhere you eat bread is sacred, right? They eat the bread in a sacred place for they are most holy. It's the permanent right of the priest to claim this portion of the special gifts. So maybe that's why I love donuts so much. It's my special portion, right? It's priests, right? We get we get special, permanent right to claim that. And now, okay. Remember, we're all priests now. So now guess what? We all get to claim bread as our right. It's our sacred gift, our portion from the Lord. All right? <laughs> Not only was the bread always there. Guess what happened? The bread was always fresh. Change it out. Change it out. Change it out. I mean, I don't know like I don't I don't know about you but I I, I love bread. I don't like stale bread. I don't I don't like stale bread at all. It's like rubber. It's like an abomination. Like listen, day old bagels maybe. Maybe, but like two days, mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like once you gotta start toasting stuff to make it edible, mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, not gonna work. But the presence of God, no stale bread. Week after week, new bread. Can I tell you, God is always fresh. His word is always current. It's always in the moment. He's fully ready for today. The presence of God is not stuck in the past. It's not outdated. It's brand new. Every morning, His mercies are brand new. His presence is brand new. It's not stuck in the past. It's always fresh. And not only was it fresh, but it was personal. Food always indicates relationship, right? Like if I'm going to eat... What, what, do, we, what do we say when I want to eat with someone? We're going to have a relationship with you. and we'll say, hey, want to go out? What do we say? What do you like to break bread? right? We say it it's, like, it's a phrase in our, in our culture even. It talks about relational aspect. When I say I want to break bread with you, I'm saying, hey, let's, I'm not just saying let's just eat, let's just take a piece of bread and, and, and tear it. No, I'm saying like, let's actually talk. Let's have relationship. See, this is personal. Did you catch that there were 12 loaves? One for each tribe. One for each tribe. See, those loaves of bread had names on them. God wasn't just, you know, hey, bread for whoever wants it. He was expecting the children of Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, Benjamin. God was saying these breads have names on them. That crumb cake wasn't just for anybody. It it had a name on it. The bread in the presence of God has your name on it. Think about that. It's personal. We have lots of birthdays right now in in our life. And every time somebody has a birthday, they get to pick what kind of cake they want. You get to personalize it. That cake's got my name on it, right? I like strawberry shortcake, or Anna makes a really, really good chocolate. Like I don't know, I don't know. It's just I don't know how 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 you. I I lost for words. It's it's sour cream. I don't know. It's thick. It's dense. It's got chocolate chunks in it. It's like quadruple chocolate, you know, with chocolate on top, and then she makes raspberry. Oh, it's so good. See that cake got my name on it. That food was prepared for me. See, when God's preparing bread in His presence, He's preparing it with your name on it. It's not just for anybody. It's personal. God was ready and waiting with fresh bread for specific people to show up. I love verse eight. It says it's an ongoing expression of the eternal covenant. That bread is an ongoing expression of the eternal covenant. Let's break that down. Ongoing. It doesn't end. This is what the bread is. The bread is a ongoing, never-ending, continual, perfect tense, still going, right? It's just, it just keeps going. Ongoing expression, an example, a display, an image. It's a show. It's his sign to you. It's an ongoing, never-ending sign of the, not a, not a covenant, but of the covenant, the one and only Eternal, never-ending, never-will, limitless, covenant, promise, commitment, vow. The bread in the tabernacle was a constant reminder of God's promise to His people that He is ready with everything you need Him to be. He's ready for you. There's bread on the table with your name on it, and it's sufficient for you. It's a reminder of His promise, I have what you need. See, ultimately, this bread is about provision. And we see it most clearly in Jesus. And John, Jesus had just fed 5,000 people, if you know the story right. He's trying to feed people. We don't have anything. What you got? Well, I got two loaves of bread and a couple of fish. That's enough. I got this. Jesus starts doing His magic like this, right? And all of a sudden, there's enough food for everybody. Twelve basketfuls left over. How's that happened? I don't know. It's divine math, right? It works out. And then this large group comes back to Him. They're coming back to Him, seeking Him. And this is Jesus' response to them. He says, i tell you the truth. You want to be with Me because I fed you. Not because you understood miraculous signs. He says, but listen, don't be so concerned with perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. They replied, we want to perform God's works So what should we do? And Jesus says, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one He has sent. They answered, show us the miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? What they're saying is, listen, I just want more food. Must have tasted good. Would you give me more food? After all, our ancestors ate manna when they journeyed through the wilderness. The Scriptures say Moses gave them bread to eat, from heaven to eat. I love this. Jesus says to them very simply, Moses gave you nothing says, my Father gave you that food. And He now offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread from heaven is the one who comes down and gives life to this world. So they say, Sir, give us that bread every day. Give me that bread every day. The bread from heaven. Whatever that is every day. And Jesus replies with these very familiar words. He says, I am the bread of life. I am that bread. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. So the people wanted food. And Jesus says, I got so much more for you. I got the bread of life. You have appetite for it to be fed, but I have an, I can I can satisfy appetites deep inside you. Everything you hunger for, I have it. I got it the stuff that satisfies your deepest hunger. He's saying, I am the ongoing expression of the eternal covenant. I am present with you. I am fresh. I am here today. I know you by name. I am the promise. And I'm here to provide what you can't get anywhere else. See, the bread in the tabernacle was a constant reminder that God is ready and has whatever you need Him to be. The bread of the presence is always there. Whenever you come here, whatever you are hungry for, I'm prepared for you. I got it. God says, I am your food, your most basic need. I am ready for you. The bread is a promise. It simply says, I got you. I got you. Jesus was the incarnation of the presence of God. I'm always ready for you. And He's got fresh bread for you. Listen, whatever you need today, Jesus says, Hey, come into my presence. Have what you need. There's always bread on the table. There's always enough to satisfy your hunger. Whatever you are hungry for today, you find it here. You find it here. You need wisdom? Hey, guess what? Fresh out of the oven. You need peace? My sister hates this word, but i got a loaf with your name on it. You need strength? It's right here on the table. It's right here on the table. Come on. No longer do you need to go to a tabernacle to see bread on a table and be reminded that God promises to be with you. Every day you can come to Jesus and receive the bread of life that He has cooked up for you. He's presented for you. The bread is always on the table. Listen, we can look a lot of other places for provision. This is the so what. This is so what. That's great. Thanks, bread, Jesus. Okay, so what. We can look a lot of other places for provision. Hunger Project, you heard it coming up, right? we're going to pack hopefully 150,000 meals for hungry kids in New Jersey right here in Mercer County listen hunger breaks the heart of god right when people suffer it hurts him hunger is a very tangible need we're going to we're going to make 150,000 meals and you know what they're going to eat it and guess what's going to happen within hours hunger returns you can give them a meal, but that hunger is going to come back. I could put an incredible amount of food in my body, and within hours, you know, go for peanut butter and jelly right now. Potato bread, always potato bread. You eat. Maybe you ate this morning. Maybe you had a piece of bread. Some of you are still hungry. You can eat, and guess what? Hunger returns, constantly returns. Some of you. I've been living a very long time. And you've been eating for a very long time. And guess what? You need to keep going. Because that hunger doesn't go away. We need to stop running everywhere else to satisfy our hunger. Because spiritually it's no different. There are things that go on in our... And we are just hungry for things. And if we are looking anywhere else... What's going to happen is whatever you consume, it may satisfy for the moment, but that hunger is going to return. The only place where your hunger will be satisfied for good is in the presence of God. You will not be satisfied in a job, in a degree, in a relationship, by a financial goal. You may for the moment, but that hunger will come back. The reminder from God was a piece of bread that said, I got what you need here. It's at its very basic. Bread was synonymous with the word food in their culture. It just was, it was just food. Bread, food, same thing, interchangeable words, because it was just a staple, right? Whatever, it's just what you need to survive. We need food to survive. We eat all sorts of food. Some of you like healthy food, some like junk food, right? Some like meat, some like vegetables. I don't, listen. Either whatever, you need food to survive. It's our most basic need. And God says there's gonna be a symbol in my house that represents your most basic need. And it's always gonna be on the table to remind you that every time you come into my presence, I have what you need. It's found here. The bread is always on the table. Jesus says, I am that bread. Your provision is found in His presence. He knows exactly what you need today. And maybe you're looking somewhere else for it. And let me tell you, your provision is found in His presence. Your provision is found in His presence. Hear that, please, over and over again. Your provision is found in His presence. The tabernacle was a place people came to worship. There's no longer a need for the place. But worship is still the pathway into His presence. Worship is still the pathway into the presence of God. As you worship God, as you come and acknowledge who He is and declare who He is, as you offer up a sacrifice of praise, He knows exactly what you need and He's already got a table with it on it. God is sitting there waiting to give you what you need today to satisfy those deep hungers and praise gets you into His presence. And as you walk through those doors, you will receive from Him exactly what What you need. Maybe you can pray this prayer. Perhaps it's like an action step for you this week. Right? A next next step. You may have heard of this prayer. It goes something like this. Um, Give us this day our daily bread. God's talking about a whole lot more than food there. It's not just about, hey God, can you provide for me today? You know, just a piece of bread. Right? So I'm good. Right? That's that's not exactly what he's saying. God, I come into your presence worshiping. And would you give me what I need to walk through this day? God, I have needs today, and I'm gonna come into your presence, and I know that there is a table set for me with my name on it. It's everything I need, and you promise to be there day after day after day after day. And I cannot go on what you fed me yesterday. Because I ate that already, and I need something new today it's a brand new day for me, and I have a brand new need. So guess what? going into your presence yesterday was not enough. I got to continually come into the presence of God with enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise as I go into your presence, recognizing you are my sacrifice, you have washed me, that you have called me a priest, you have granted me access into your presence. I see that in your presence is everything I need. The bread of presence is always on the table. It's always fresh. It's always what you need. Jesus says, I am that bread. And when you come in, you will find me. And guess what? You will hunger no more. I know it's overly simplistic. But most of you will eat Today, at some point, or tomorrow, and throughout this week, multiple times, possibly. Every single day. What if every time you sat down to eat, before you took a single bite, you paused? I'm not just saying, God, thank you for the food. You know, we used to do the prayers. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for this food. And good and food don't really rhyme. It always bothered me. Like, a Food. I should say Food. God is great. God is good. to us thank Him for His food. But that just sounds weird. So, But what if every time we sat down to eat, before we took a bite, we'd pause and just thank God that He's got us beyond the bread. God, thank You that You've got me beyond this bread. God, I thank You for this food, but I want to thank You even more that when I come into Your presence, You've got everything I need. Beyond the bread. Praise Him for everything you need. Praise Him for always being ready for You. Praise him that he's got something with your name on it, that he knows exactly what you need. Then invite him. Say, okay, God, I thank you for what you've done. And God, my daily bread for today. I'm going to come worshiping God. Give me today my daily bread. Give me what I need for this day. Not just to survive, but God, you've called me to lead people into your presence. How do I thrive today? What is that bread? What is, I mean, there, there's some food that you eat. And you go, man, I feel good after eating that. Right? You're like, man, that was good stuff. Typically donuts, right? Typically after, I mean, it's just magic now, for me. Some of you, it's like salad, man. I feel good. I made a good decision. I feel energized today, or whatever it is. You ate something healthy. If you like kombucha, like Pastor Kev, I don't know, like what it is that makes you feel good. I want that bread every day. God, I want that bread. I need that bread every day. It's something so small, but it could have incredible implications if you think about it. Jesus promises that if you'll come to Him, He says, He come to Me. I am the bread of life. He says that if you'll come to Me, you will never be hungry again. That if you are continually in the presence of God worshiping, guess what's going to happen all throughout your day? You're going to be receiving from God. It's like you're on a, like on a feeding tube straight to your spirit all day long, you never feel that hunger pain. Every time I have a moment a need, God just satisfies it. He's got what I need. He's got what I need. I maintain that line with Him and guess what? I will never hunger again. Every day you can wake up knowing there's fresh bread on the table with your name on it. God knows what you need and He's been up all night baking it for you. He's prepared and knows what you're going to come into. And as you stay in His presence, I've got what you need today i got what you need today i got what you need tomorrow no more hunger the bread is on the table and ready all we have to do is walk into his presence and receive it imagine never again wondering how you're going to make it through a day but just feeling like i got uh, god's given me what i need god's given me what i need i don't know how to tell you how are you doing you know i'm i'm provided for today tomorrow how are you doing i, I the bread was on the table. had my name on it. I woke up this morning and I, I asked God and I walked into His presence and He gave me what I need. How are you doing today? You know what? I just continue to come to the presence of God. And every time I come to the presence of God, there's a, there's a table with a piece of bread. And man, that's good stuff. And I'm just not hungry anymore. He continues to satisfy me day after day after day. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to the day when we get to heaven. He says, we will eat together again. Right? It's going to be a good day. There's going to be food in heaven. He tells it tells us all over the place. it's going to be food in heaven. It's going to be the best bread you've ever eaten This indulgent, bread. They make some pretty good bread. If you haven't had their sandwiches? It's on their bread. It's fantastic. But heavenly bread? Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! Oh man! And you can like, oh, don't have to worry about carbs. You can just eat it. Just eat it, right? And if you like pumpernickel, you can have pumpernickel. I don't know why anybody likes pumpernickel, but you can have it, right? Whatever you like, you can have that. Imagine never wondering again how you're going to make it through the day, but rather you've got a confidence. That you know the great baker. He's got some fresh bread with your name on it. It's an ongoing example of his eternal covenant with us. The bread is always on the table. I love it that God put bread in his tabernacle. Oh, man. So cool. We're going to close with a song. I'm going to invite uh, the team. Would you close? We're going to pray first. So if you bow your heads with me. And uh, we're going to close with just singing a song that declares that God is our everything. That He is enough. That He is our all in all. God, we just thank You today that we come into this place fully aware, Lord, that we need You. Fully aware that we've got hunger inside of us Lord, that we'll not be satisfied anywhere else. And Lord, You are so gracious to let us know, Lord, that You've got a provision with our name on it that you you know exactly what we have need of today, and that if we will just walk into your presence, there's a table set for us. Thank you God. And as we're praying this morning, if you're here and perhaps you've just never had a relationship with God, but you you're hungry and you've been trying to satisfy that hunger in so many places and you know this morning, that God's the only place that you're going to find that. You say, you know, I need to start that relationship with God today. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. God, I want a relationship with you. God, I want to know. God, look at our hands. God, would you see us? God, would you begin relationship with us and welcome us into your presence or begin to fill our hearts with what only you can give Lord, You see us. We've been consuming so much that has not satisfied. Lord, in You, we will never be hungry again. You fill us to overflowing. God, we welcome You to do that, Lord. Everyone who's raised their hands, Lord, You saw. Lord, everyone whose hearts are turned towards You, You see. But we just invite You right now to be everything for us. We declare, Lord, that no one else can satisfy us. So as you're here today, we're going to just sing. I invite you to consider the words as we sing. and Maybe today make this your declaration that He is your all in all. God, I I confess I will no longer go anywhere else looking to be satisfied. And I will just come into your presence and praise and worship you. Thanks for listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit us at wearelifetree.com or on Facebook and Instagram at wearelifetree.